Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, Clarissa in the Straight Jackets. This is what Nana means from 1994. The Allman Brothers Band released their single Melissa in August of 1972. It appeared on their fourth album, Eat a Peach, but was written years before the band existed by singer Greg Allman. While the song was a modest hit, peaking at number 86, it was a personal favorite of the band's founder, Dwayne Allman, who died six weeks before the song was recorded. Melissa was almost Delilah. Greg Allman changed the name Delilah to Melissa after overhearing a grandmother talking to her granddaughter, Melissa, one night in a grocery store. He thought the name Melissa worked much better for the song. In 1976, Melissa would be the inspiration for producer and talent manager Paula Hart and her carpenter husband, William Hart, to name their daughter Melissa. Melissa Joan Hart was born in Smithtown, New York on April 18, 1976. She grew up in Sayville, New York until her parents divorced in the early 90s. She then moved to New York City with her mother and her four siblings, all of which were actors. Melissa had started her acting career back in the mid-80s, first appearing in commercials. Okay, hit it, Becky. We're all ears. Uh-oh. Aren't you going to play our song for us? I kind of forgot it. How about having a bowl of Rice Krispies and we'll give you a hand? How about a foot? It's fun to put step, crackle pop, into your morning. Now I remember. Kellogg's Rice Krispies cereal, part of this complete breakfast. Into your morning. She would appear in 25 commercials before she was even five years old. From there, she started appearing in miniseries and TV movies, even appearing off-Broadway. But her big break would come in 1991. Just shy of her 15th birthday, Hart landed the role in the Nickelodeon teen sitcom Clarissa Explains It All. Hart would play Clarissa Darling, a teenager that explained directly to the viewer about the things happening in her life. Typical teen issues were tackled, like getting a driver's license, preparing for college, and crushes. The show premiered on March 23, 1991. How did I get to this sorry state? I've had my share of crushes before. Long ago, there was Roquefort. A deep thinker trapped in the body of a teddy bear. Then there was Chester, the puppy in the window at Pete's Pets. Chester was playful, adorable, and drooled only slightly more than your average guy. I never did get to take him home with me. Then, of course, there was Elvis. Elvis was so much more than your ordinary security alligator. Too bad he finally grew as big as he looked in the catalog. Mom and Dad made me send him back to Florida. But now I've taken the first big step. I've fallen in love with an actual human being. The Elvis she's speaking of was her pet baby alligator, which only actually appeared in season one of the show. 
Clarissa Explains It All took place in a small, unnamed suburban town. The show's other main characters were Clarissa's father, Marshall, played by Joe O'Connor, her mother, Janet, played by Elizabeth Hess, her younger brother, Ferguson, played by Jason Zimbler, and her best friend, Sam, played by Sean O'Neill. The show was Nickelodeon's first with a female lead. It was a hit with both boys and girls, and it helped people realize that a children's show with a female lead could still appeal to boys. During the show's run, Hart was nominated for four consecutive Young Artist Awards, winning three. The show incorporated some things that Melissa Joan Hart liked in real life into the character of Clarissa. In 1993, Entertainment Tonight asked Hart how similar she was to the character. There are certain things like Clarissa likes computers and she likes to plot different schemes and stuff and I don't really do that. I'm not into computers at all. Our clothes are similar but we put them together differently. She'll put like crazy stuff that doesn't really match together and I'll kind of try to match. But like family life and stuff is pretty much similar. I just have more siblings. Clarissa was also a big fan of rock music. And in real life, Hart's favorite band was They Might Be Giants. And a They Might Be Giants poster could be seen in Clarissa's bedroom. Make a And this love of rock and roll is perhaps what led to recording an album. On August 9th, 1994, Clarissa and the Straight Jackets, This Is What Nana Means, was released on Epic Records. The album begins with Clarissa answering a phone call, basically explaining the album. Oh, hi. I'm glad you called. We're just about to start. You want to come over? We're at Squiggly's Brothers Studio. Clarissa, let's do it. That's Squiggly. What? Oh, he's on guitar. Thanks, Squig. Yeah, of course we got drums. A rock band without drums is like like a car without wheels. Save it, Piper. Sure, whatever. You remember Clifford? He's on bass. Take it, Clifford. Oh, Sam? Well, Snoop Sammy Sam wanted to rap a track or two, but I talked him into working the soundboard instead. Clarissa goes on to say that of course they're good because they've been rehearsing for weeks before going into the first song, Nana, which is basically an extended version of the show's theme song, now with verses. As I mentioned, that song was based on the show's theme song, which was originally written and performed by Rachel Sweet. Rachel Sweet is a singer, TV writer, and actress whose career began back in the mid-60s when she was a child. In the 70s, she had a top 40 hit in the UK with her cover of B.A.B.Y. In 1981, she had a top 40 hit in the United States, a duet with Rex Smith called Everlasting Love. Love. 
1989 and 1990, Sweet hosted a show on the comedy channel called The Sweet Life. The show was produced by Mitchell Kriegman, the creator of Clarissa Explains It All. Rachel Sweet is a co-writer and co-producer of all of the album's tracks, including the next one, Oh Brother. album's other credited co-producer and co-writer was Anthony Battaglia. Battaglia is a producer, songwriter, and engineer best known for his work with Mandy Moore, NSYNC, Casey and the Sunshine Band, and Puddle of Mud. Quite a diverse list. I say that he's the only other credited producer because, apparently, show creator Mitchell Kriegman was actually a producer too. In a 2013 interview with HuffPost.com, Kriegman said, quote, we created an album called Clarissa and the Straight Jackets, and it was done like a garage band with Rachel and Tony Battaglia, who had co-written the theme with her, and we produced it for Sony Wonder. It was such a good album, and this was before they let kids' shows do albums. They got upset that it wasn't kiddy enough. It was in the days of Nirvana and Pearl Jam, so there were long cuts. I actually did produce it, but I took my name off of it because it was such a drag. They reduced everything to three-minute songs, and they dumbed it down because they were worried it wasn't enough of a kid's show record. End quote. Hart did her own singing on the album. In a 1994 interview with Entertainment Weekly, Hart said, quote, I haven't sung before, so it doesn't exactly sound professional. End quote. In the album's intro, Clarissa says who the band is made up of, but those are just the characters. In reality, we have some session players here. On drums is Ben Graham, brother of foreigner vocalist Lou Graham, Ben Graham also played in the Lou Graham Band as well as some time with Peter Frampton. On bass is Paul Sokoklau, who had recorded with Selena. Willa Basson, who'd worked with Rachel Sweet before, is on keys. And co-producer Anthony Battaglia plays guitar. Before each song is Clarissa answering a phone call while the band was recording the album, and she explains what's happening to the listener, much how she did to viewers on the TV show. Apparently this wasn't initially the plan, and network executives stepped in to change that, which is what upset series creator Mitchell Kriegman. In 2014, he told MentalFloss.com, quote, 
It was so good that the network executives got worried it was too much like a real album. So they pulled it back and cut all the mixes down to one and a half to two minute songs. And they insisted on this goofy kitty wraparound thing. It ruined the record. It was a good record with big guitar jams and six minute cuts that could have broken through, I thought. It was so disheartening that I actually took my name off when they released it. End quote. Those wraparound phone segments were written by Clarissa TV writer Molly Fermaglitch. They were performed by Hart as Clarissa, plus Sean O'Neill as Sam, Jason Zimbler as Ferguson, Shiri Rappaport as Squiggly, and Dan Peterson as Larry. Hello again, this is Sam coming to you live from Squiggly's Brothers Garage Recording Studio. We're talking with drummer, backup vocalist, and woman of Minnie Pierce body parts, Piper. Piper, say a few words into the phone. People, my brother's gonna be here any minute. Let's that was I Want a Car, which kicked off side two of the cassette version of the album. And up next is Walkin' in the Cemetery. The album closes with Dandelion. The album was released on both CD and cassette, but it's not currently streaming on Spotify. Hard copies can be hard to track down, but you can find the album on YouTube. Clarissa and the Straight Jackets was released just two months before the series finale of Clarissa Explains It All. And like Mitchell Kriegman said, this album was before they let kids shows do albums. So several kids show albums followed. One year after Clarissa and the Straight Jackets, a soundtrack to the kids' series Saved by the Bell was released on Kid Rhino Records. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. <laughs>